What is happiness? How do you get happiness? So these are very interesting questions. And I think the world overcomplicates happiness and how to get it and what this looks like. Um, because I want to argue the point that happiness does not com- come from overcomplicating things. Like, oh, if I don't get this, I'll be happy. Or if I get this, I'll be happy. Or if I get the $100,000, I'll be happy. I think the point that I'm going to make here is that this is not true in reality. That in a sense there is some truth that you can be happy from those things. But actually the deepest forms of happiness do not come from these overarching goals. But actually come from simplistic things. And that... Moreover, not only do they come, does it come from these more simplistic things, that if you are aware that it comes from these more simplistic things and use that understanding to kind of stop searching for happiness in these deeper, higher purpose things, you will become more stable, more accepting of what is. Uh, because it's very much related to this idea, um, I think, in a lot of ways, of the experiencing self versus the remembering self. Uh, it's a very deep topic that I wanted to make an episode on, but I didn't. Uh, and I started it, but it wasn't It wasn't quite right. Yeah, it wasn't quite done quite right. Um, you know, this kind of thing. But... <clears throat> Really, what I think separates memory-based happiness from, or what you could call story-based happiness from real happiness, which is what I'd argue most happiness is, is that most happiness comes from simplistic, simplistic things. Having food on the table, sitting with family, um having a barbecue with friends or things like this. Simplistic things, small things that you don't really think about, that your memory self doesn't really think about, your remembering self, but is, in my opinion, more of what symbolizes happiness. And if you get happiness from these more simplistic forms, and if you accept that happiness comes from more simplistic forms, then you stop struggling. You know, because think of it this way, right? If you think that happiness equals getting $100,000, it's a hard thing to get. It's hard to get $100,000. It takes a lot of work, takes a lot of time, a lot of effort, um, and for very little reward. Because once you get that $100,000, how long does the happiness last? It lasts like a day, a week. At most, maybe like a month. It doesn't last very long. And your mind soon changes that goal for another goal. Okay, I've got $100,000. Now I want $200,000. And if I get that, I'll be happy. 
Um, and so when you are looking to these higher level goals to make you happy, you will not be happy and you will struggle and you will suffer. Um, but if you find satisfaction from the simpler things in life, listening to music, hanging out with friends, being in nature, just being alive, things like this. Very simple but easy to kind of get things. You can struggle less because it takes less to get that kind of happiness. And <clears throat> you will be in, in a lot of ways happier doesn't mean that you have to chase after happiness. Actually, when you're using the experiential self as happiness, um, at, to realize that you're happy, there's less of a need to chase things because things are just happening and then they come and then they go. It's only when the story gets in the way and the remembering self kind of gets in the way that this sort of changes and you start to like go like oh no things are not to my liking you know I don't have a million dollars I don't have a good car <clears throat> you know I don't have a big house you know things like this or maybe it's not a big house for you maybe it's something else like oh I don't have a nice watch or I don't have a whatever it is a new iPhone, whatever it might be. Whatever it is, you base your happiness off of these things rather than seeking happiness now, in the moment, with simple things. Very easy things to do. It doesn't mean that you don't strive for these higher goals, like getting a, a good job or getting a, a good house or whatever. It just means that you don't strive for those things for the simple necessity of being happy because once you do that and it becomes about being happy these things become a need they become a struggle they become a desire they become suffering they become attachment aversion and so you become attached to this this result getting the good, good car the good job the good the three kids the family whatever it is and so when you don't get it or when it seems more difficult, you know, the, the attachment aversion duality comes into play. Because with that attachment to this type of lifestyle comes the aversion of things that are not this lifestyle, this attachment resistance duality. And so you resist what is now. You resist things now, even though you could find happiness with the experiential self, with the experiencing selves, understanding things, easy and it would be very simple to find it with some very simple steps very simple things very simple things to do and it wouldn't take very much time at all um it's so all the struggling and suffering that you're doing has to do with the fact that you're basing your self-esteem your sense of security your sense of stability on things that are inherently unstable. 
know, to keep, to keep, keep the good house, the good family, the good job, the whatever it is. You you have to be, in order to be happy, especially, you have to do all these things, and it it requires more effort, more struggle, more suffering. But like I said, that doesn't mean that you don't have a higher purpose, like getting a job that you really love or getting uh, a phone that you really want. It really sounds cool or whatever. The difference is that you're not doing it to fulfill some illusionary need that doesn't exist. I think this is the basic difference between a desire and a need. Um, You know, the Buddha said that attachment is caused by desire, but I think that actually the the reason why this is is not because of the desire itself, because you can desire to do something, but it's not necessarily a need. It's not necessarily a struggle. Um, you can desire to drink a, have a drink of water, but it's not a need unless you're very thirsty, uh, and so that need creates the attachment. Uh, you could call it very strong desire, I suppose. Uh, so I don't know if it's actually absolutely correct to say that the problem is desire itself. The problem is when the des- you base your sense of self on what this uh, getting this desire met or not. That's where the problems start coming into play, and that's where the unstable self happens. And so you are basically just basically two responses you can have from this place, right? Hooray, I got this thing. I'm so good. I'm so amazing. Maybe you become even have a superiority complex after this. Like, oh, look at me. I'm so good. Look at all these other people. They're so dumb. They didn't get this. Um, that's the extreme form of this. Or the other side of this. Oh, I didn't get this. I'm such a failure. I'm such a loser. I'm such a bad person. Or you know, these things that you could say to yourself. Right? Um, and so when you are basing your happiness off of the story of the remembering self, you will struggle struggle more. There will be more struggle. There will be more problems. There will be more suffering. And ultimately, you will fail. Right? Because you're basing it off of something that isn't here and now. Right? Like if you... Let's say you have a desire that you should always be good looking or whatever. Um, right now and here, if you are good looking, that is f- perfectly fine, you know, for the most part. Um, even if you base your sense of self off this identity of being good looking or being whatever it is that you base it off of, there's nothing completely wrong with it. I mean, there is actually, but that's a deeper subject for a deeper time. The problem happens when you, these things 
change, which they will do, or fade, which they will do. Because impermanence exists. We've talked about impermanence so many times on these episodes that it's probably, you're probably getting sick of me talking about it. Um, if, you, if you want to really deep dive into this, I've made an episode called I Am Going to Die, Understanding the Cycles of Life, or something like this. I really went into this really well. Um, but basically, you know, all these things change. They, they change form. And so if you base your sense of self off of what you desire for the future, guess what? If it changes or if it doesn't happen, you suffer, you struggle. You go, oh no, I'm so sad that I, I'm not no longer good looking or I was never good looking or whatever. But if you are looking for happiness with the experiential self, you can find it in the moment. Simple things, easy things you can, you can do here and now. Um... You know, for instance, you can be happy by just kind of sitting in nature for a time or just enjoying the sunset or the sunrise or enjoying the sound of crickets or enjoying the sound of the ocean or something along those lines. There's really easy things you can do. And if you aren't near any of those things, you can search those things online, crickets, sunrise, sunset, whatever, and you can see it on YouTube, especially nowadays, and things like this. Um, Or you can do barbecues. You can do very simple things. um, That can help you become happy here now. But if you then have a sense of self based on this, an identity that says, I need these things in order to be happy, what happens if you don't get those things? You suffer, you struggle. But the experiencing self doesn't need these things. It just experiences. The remembering self is what needs them because it remembers you doing these things from the past. It remembers the happiness and goes, oh, this is what makes me happy. So if I keep chasing after this, I can be happy. I can find happiness in simple ways, right? Um, and simpler ways are better than more difficult ways. No doubt in my mind at all about this. But if you are basing it too much off of the remembering selves understanding rather than the experiencing selves understanding, then you will find yourself faced with unhappiness. Because the desire or the the sense of self is based off of these things now. It's not based off of anything within yourself. It's based off these desires. Even when it's a based off of things within yourself, it can still fail. It can still become unstable. Um, and that's a deep problem as well, which we can get into. But... Um, a lot of this has to do with the remembering self, which is why it's important to become aware of what you're experiencing and stop comparing 
yourself to the past, to what it, what you think should it be or was in the time from before. Like, oh, I was so happy back then. I was so, you know, things, things, things like this. Now, I think there is a, because I was talking about this with some friends and stuff, and I'm still thinking about this, because I think that comparisons are not a problem. Um, now, I think that we should make a distinction between emotional comparisons or what you could call identity-based comparisons. Like, oh, no, he, oh, he's good-looking and I'm not. No, that's so bad or whatever. Versus uh, actual comparisons, like objective comparisons. Like, oh, he is better at this than I am. How How could I get better? You know, and so you're not judging it based off your emotional responses with these more objective comparisons. You're you're judging you're 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 judging them based on what you see and how you can maybe change what you are good at and what you're not good at. Um, I think this is this this is where we can get into this discussion of comparison in a deeper episode. But really, I wanted to do this because. This idea of happiness, I think, is, is, you know, has been something that we focus excessively on in society. Like, oh, you must learn how to be happy or find happiness here, find happiness there. Just look for it and find it. Um, but there's this idea that's really I really find interesting. It's called the backwards law, which is something you can use with a bunch of different things besides just happiness, which is basically the, the law states... And I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but instead of chasing after something, don't don't chase after it and see how it comes to you eventually. If you the more you chase after something, the more it runs away from you. Now like imagine chasing like a cat or a rabbit or something. What is what is it gonna do? It's gonna run away. It's gonna find its rabbit hole or whatever, and you're not gonna be able to find it. And if you chase the cat even if you chase it into a corner, it's going to scratch you, it's going to bite you, you know, this kind of thing. But if you just kind of sit there calmly, it may not come to you, but it may. You know, things like this. Typically speaking, cats are very introverted. Um, and if you just kind of sit there long enough, if they're interested, they will come to you, actually. <clears throat> If they're interested, if they're not, they're probably not going to come to you. But that's the thing I think most people don't understand about cats. They think they can just like pick it up and like, oh, look at the cute kitty. It's like cats are not like dogs. Um, like they need to be coaxed into a relationship or they, they need to be... Uh, independently coaxed in a relationship. Like, they have to be the ones to in, in, initialize and to escape. Otherwise, they're not really going to like it and they're not really going to do it. Really, for the most part. Um, and in some ways, the same was true for different things like happiness. Love. You know, whatever it is. Because no amount of chasing after it, no, not, no amount of 
making it part of your personal story that you need this or that or whatever to be happy is going to get you happiness. Because when you do that, you struggle for it. You you start chasing after it. And then when you fail to get it, you go, oh, no, I, I suck at doing this and I'm a failure. I, I'm not happy and, you know, that's where this comes from. This is where the backwards law comes into play. It says the more you chase after this stuff, the less you'll find it. The more it runs away. And so don't chase it. And maybe it'll come to you, right? Um, But it's not about searching for it or any of this kind of stuff. Right? Um, This is a very deep topic, actually. This is... Just me covering the basics here. I could really go into this in deep detail here. Um, And I might do that in the future, but I just wanted to do this one really quick. To help you to see that, you know, your happiness should not be based off of what you remember. It should always be a moment-to-moment thing as much as possible. So anyways, hope you enjoyed this episode. And I'll talk to the next one.